0: I don't know, uh, maybe Kevin had heard of it, I don't know if he talked with Pastor Kenny. He was supposed to bring the evangelist up a little bit later tomorrow, up to the men's retreat. So I don't know how that's going to work out, so we will be praying about that, because probably Pastor Kenny won't be going now, okay? Okay. Pastor Thomas tells me that uh, if there's some people at the last minute would like to go, the hotel, everything's been paid already for them. They're filling in for people who are sick, who've already paid. And if you'd like to go, there's two or three openings that have come about because of people not able to go. So if you'd like to go to the men's retreat last moment, you're welcome to go. And the expenses on that, I believe, are covered. So uh, if you just see... uh, Pastor Kevin, after the service tonight, if anyone would like to go to the men's retreat. Okay. You can open your Bibles to uh, Jeremiah 28. That's the first passage we'll read together. But again, this is, the, I think, the fifth message out of Men Ought Always to Pray and Not to Faint, Luke 18.1. And he, Jesus, spake a parable unto th- to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So then we're going to be going a couple other verses. But um, my wife just left, okay, and I, w- I won't see her again probably until about the seventeenth of October. And I'm having fun watching Derek and Sammy and stuff. And the Carla's not here tonight; she's hurting and stuff. But you know, growing up, I, I look at the way they approach their dad. And I remember how Michael and A.J. and Heather would approach me compared to how they'd approach their mother. So this is the way it used to be growing up. You want to talk to Mom and Dad. To Mom, I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm hot. Can I have? I want to watch. Where are you? Can you ask Dad? Can you help me? He punched me. She scratched me. I want to go there. Where are we? When are we going to get there? Why can't we? And then they say to Dad, where's Mom? A Quaker farmer was milking his cow when she swished switched him in the face with her tail, and he patiently said, Cow, thou shalt not do that. She kept he kept milking until she kicked and sent the half-filled milk pail tumbling across the barn, spilling and ruining the milk and swishing him in the face again with her tail. The farmer went around to the face of the cow and took her horns. He's a Quaker. Took her by her horns in his big, callous hands, he looked her right in the eyes and said, Cal, thou knowest that I am a Quaker, and I cannot strike thee. But Cal, thou must also know that I can sell thee to a Baptist. <laughs> a young man brought his fiancée home to meet, excuse me, a young woman brought her, her fiance home to meet her parents. That would totally ruin the joke, I'll tell you. After dinner, her mother told her father to find out about the young man, and the father invited the fiancé into a study for a little talk. So what are your plans, the father asked the young man. He says, well, I'm a biblical scholar, he replied. A biblical scholar, hmm, the father said, admirable, but what will you do to provide a nice home for our daughter to live in? I will study, the young man replied, and God will provide for us. And how will you buy her a beautiful engagement ring such as she deserves, asked the father. I will concentrate on my studies, the young man replied, and God will provide for us. And children, asked the father, how will you support children? Don't worry, sir, God will provide, replied the fiancé. The conversation proceeded like this for a few more minutes, and each time the father questioned the young man, he ideally insisted that God would provide. Later, the mother asked after the fiancé had left, how did it go, honey? And the father answered, he has no job, no plans, and he thinks I'm God. (laughs) Uh. Young men, you are not adults until you pay everything for yourself. If you're still on your parents' insurance, you're still not a man. If I offend you, tough, okay? Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now go to Jeremiah 28. Jeremiah 28, in verse 10, it says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. If you want to know why it's 70 years, you can study that out. There's a reason, okay? Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. All your heart. Call unto me and I will answer thee. God is telling us again and again and again. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Starting at verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Matthew 7 and verse 7. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Does that sound familiar? For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, when his son ask bread, will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law in the prophets. He's telling you to ask, and then he's saying, how do you treat people? He says, ask and it shall be given, you receive it. Seek and you shall find and you find it. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That's based on the Father's nature. Amen? God is gloried in answering your prayers. Verse 12 speaks of the law of sowing and reaping, which is tied to prayer. Turn to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I say unto you, we just heard this, didn't we? Ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you... That is, a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give what? See how important it is? We ask for physical things so many times, and we need to put the spiritual need ahead of the physical. Okay, If you ask for the Holy Spirit, you ask for greater understanding. God wants you to have understanding. Because if the Holy Spirit, you know what the Holy Spirit gives you? It gives you discernment. So you can understand why. You can understand how. You can understand when. It gives you discernment. It gives you wisdom. It gives you, remember 2 Timothy 1.7? For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. You know what he'll give you? He'll give you confidence. You start out with a thing, and you need to work on the relationship with God first. Turn to John 14. See, we're not tearing long. John 14, I want you to think about prayer. The answer to prayer is based upon him, his nature, the Father's nature. I, I'm doing a, a, a Bible class with Derek and Sam, and I'm starting them off. We're looking at Bible characters, Bible, men in the Bible, because I want them and their dad wants them to grow up to be men who honor God. And so we're starting, and we started right off with the very first man, And I looked at them, and they got a a quiz coming tomorrow. And I asked them, What was Adam's sin? If you think about it in its simplest form, he disobeyed his father. God created him, God's his father, made him out of the dust of the ground. He disobeyed his father. You say, How does that work? Failure to obey is to disobey. So many people, they want answered prayer. You've got to understand, God honors obedience. You want answered prayer? Get your heart right. Young people, your heart's not right with your parents, your grandparents, with other people. Obey them that have rule over you, your pastor's. For they watch for your soul. Okay, so many of these things? So it's tied to that. You know, you want the Holy Spirit. Now, John chapter 14, look at this. Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in what? and You, you pray in Jesus' name, right? You ask it in the name of the Son. That will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Some people, if they like the second verse. Well, if you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. And they don't realize the precursor to that is the Father glorified in the Son in what you are asking God to do for you, to work for you. It's not wrong to ask things of God in the right way. But he's not Santa Claus. Okay? So you can see that. You ask in Jesus' name that the Father may be glorified. Now, I don't even have to turn a page in my Bible. John chapter 15. You ready? Look at verse 7. See, we're not tarrying long. I'm hitting this. I want you to think about it. You want God to answer prayers. If ye abide in me and my words... Abide where? You. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Because when you, God's word abides in you, you'll have a better understanding of how to pray and what to ask for. So that the Holy Spirit can do the work needed. We have unspoken prayer requests. That's, you know, what it is that they cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit that brings that up to Jesus, and it comes before the throne of God with perfect understanding. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be what? Look at verse 16, the same chapter. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go forth and do what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Part of what you need is it producing spiritual fruit. Is it giving you souls? I want you to understand, soul winning or witnessing or warning others is not a gift, it's a command. You are to warn them, you don't win them, Christ wins them. Amen? And you have to do the warning in the proper way. On some have compassion, making the difference. Others hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. But your prayers, does it based off a close relationship? Judy and I will be married 50 years, May 25th, this coming year. We're at that place where we can look at each other and sometimes, and you understand what I mean, finish the sentences. Know where you're going with it. Feel comfortable in talking about anything. You know what that took? It took 50 years of work. You know what your relationship with Jesus Christ takes? Continual work. You know how you have good communication? By having vulnerability, humility, and confidence. You still with me? Humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Is it bringing forth lasting fruit? (laughs) I don't pray to God for candy bars. My wife prays. Away from me. She flew out today and I picked up Danish. She's probably listening, so I'll hear about it. Okay. I don't pray about picking up Danish. I pray that it doesn't make me hurt too much. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. You need to abide in Christ. You ready? What's the definition of abide? To rest in. To dwell with peaceably. To remain or continue in. To continue permanently in the same state. Unmovable. Abide in Christ. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart I have sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Is it bringing forth lasting fruit? Go to 1 John 3. 1 John 3. If you want to know why I bought Danish, because I was feeling lonely and missing my wife. I have to be careful because I reward myself with food. <laughs> this is going to be some conversation when I call her after, <laughs> after church tonight. 1 John 3, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. How do you know? Because you don't just have the word, you have the actions that support it. See it? If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. I know Christians who get so far and then they start doubting if they're truly saved. Other Christians may look at them and say, I'm not sure they're saved. If you truly accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's for how long? You may have your confidence shaken because of the sin you allow into your life. But God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And I like that next word. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his, what? And do those things which are, you're fulfilling your purpose, you're pleasing him. Pleasing in his sight. Our actions and words are to be equal. Then you can have confidence. When our words and actions are real, God answers our prayers, and they are pleasing. The words, the actions, and the prayers are pleasing to God. He wants to answer the prayer. I want you to note something here. Keeping his commandments shows us where we are with God. He already knows. when we don't obey just like our children when they've done something wrong they don't want to talk to you they don't want to make eye contact with you that's the time when they can't hear when they hear everything else that goes on in the house right well god already knows and when you keep it you can have confidence with him are you allowing him to abide in you The Holy Spirit is to help us to know this. Hmm? Let's, I'll show you what I mean. Whatsoever we ask of him, we, we receive. We, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because he, we keep his commandments and so no things are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of Son of Jesus, on his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave commandment. Sometimes when you don't love people properly, It affects your prayers. And he that keepeth the commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby what? Two words. We know he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, if, if you have the right Bible, it's taken out of other ones, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one, single greatest verse on the Godhead, being three in one in your Bible. And there are three that bear witness in earth. Not only reason they say this because you know what they do to the other Bibles? They take that verse totally out and say there's not support for it when it's in 90% of all extent Greek manuscripts. There's more support for it than there is against it. But they don't like it. So they take it out and they take half of verse 6, and the last half of verse 6 and the first half of verse 8, make a new verse 7 because they've removed that verse. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness which God this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know. You can always know. If someone doesn't know, you try to witness to them to bring them to Christ. That ye have eternal life, and ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And see how it comes back again. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know we will have that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Three that bear record in heaven, three that bear record in earth, or three that agree in earth. You think about that. What does it say there in verse eight? The Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood. You have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you have the testimony of baptism, and you got the cleansing of the blood on confessed sin. You have the witness of God. What? It's the record of Scripture. God doesn't let us go. We can have confidence. When you know your parent loves you, You ought to be able to come to them at any time. You may not always like the answer, but you can rest in that love. That's the confidence that a child of God can have when they go to pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Good night and God bless.